Well, hello and welcome as together we unfold some of God's Word together in the Unfolding Word Ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of the book of Romans. We began it this week. I hope that it's been useful to you to this point. I want to pick up our reading today in Romans chapter 1, verse 1. We looked a bit, quite a bit at verse 1, but I want to read verse 1 along with the next couple of verses. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets and the holy scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've been with me the last couple of days, we were looking at verse 1 and drawing some conclusions out of the way Paul, under direction of the Holy Spirit, chose to introduce himself to the Roman believers. Uh, they knew who he was in a general sense. They knew he was the apostle. But he gave some characteristics, three things, in fact, that if you knew those things, you knew what made him tick. If you didn't know those things, you couldn't really make sense out of his life. Paul defined himself, as you remember, as a servant of Jesus Christ, the Greek word doulos, which means one who willingly sells themselves into slavery for a period of time to achieve a certain end. He also described himself as being an apostle of the Lord Jesus. The apostle, apostolos, meaning a sent forth one. That word is used to describe somebody who's an official representative of someone else, a spokesman for another one. For example, an ambassador uh, being the spokesman for the country in another country. Paul said, you need to understand I see myself as a spokesman, a sent forth spokesman for God. And he says, you also need to understand that I see myself as having been set apart for the gospel. Set apart segregated, as we looked at that uh, message yesterday, he now is called to live with a different set of priorities, a different set of goals, a different set of moral conditions than what he lived with or could have lived with prior to coming to find Christ as Savior. A servant, an apostle, and a set-apart one. Now, today, building on that foundation, after Paul uh, says, these are the things that really are true of me and make me tick. He then turns attention to this gospel that he's been set apart to proclaim. He explains the nature of that gospel, and we're going to be looking at that over the next several times. Let's look at it, begin to look at it together. He says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which is what he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, set apart in order to share the gospel. That word gospel, that English word gospel, as we encounter it here in the English Standard Version, is a translation of our Greek word from which we get the English word evangel. Literally, the gospel means good news. It means good tidings over against just so-so news or bad news. It is good news. 
Good tidings. The gospel of God is a message from God to us that shares with us good news that we desperately needed to hear. By the way, to have somebody share good news, the gospel with us, always implies that there's bad news that the gospel is there to correct, to solve, to alleviate. And unless we understand the bad news, we don't really appreciate the good news, nor will we give it any attention. Much of chapter 1 will be given over to describing the bad news. And what is that bad news? The real true condition of humanity, all apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll watch and we'll examine the degenerating effects of sin and rebellion against God on the human condition. As a result of that, the book of Romans will then move on to explaining much, much more about this good news, this gospel, which solves the bad news of the human condition. <laughs> the gospel is good news. You and I are called upon to share good news with people living under bad news. Now, people may not under, no, understand they're under bad news, and it's up to us to share that part of it too, so that they can then appreciate the good news. But let's not lose sight of the fact the gospel is not merely a message that condemns human behavior and rebellion against God. That's the bad news. It's a message that's good news, that there's a solution to the dilemma of that response to God in the human condition. God looks at this message as good news for us. If God says, listen, this is good news, good news from me, then it makes sense that you and I should listen to it. If God says, listen, it's good news, it doesn't really matter if people around us say, well, I don't like that news, or I don't think that's good news. God who created us, if he says it's good news, you can trust him. It's good news. And by the way, if he says something else is bad news, you can trust him on that as well. You can trust him far more than the human beings around you or even your own thinking. Because God is not like us. He is the true God, our creator, and he has revealed truth to us. And he says this truth about Jesus Christ, this one concerning his son, as he puts it, this good news about you is a good news you need to act on. You need to know, hear, and act upon. Let me underscore that even a little bit further today. This good news that we are called upon, set apart to share, to communicate to the lost world that's around us, is a good news that people didn't come up with. It's a good news we know only because God has revealed it to us. It's good news from God. And he has revealed it to us, not only in the New Testament, but even in the Old Testament. Notice he puts it here in verse 2. This good news, this gospel of God, he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. God has been promising good news to us all through the word. You turn to Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, 
and you see how the world began and it was good. And then sin entered the picture. Mankind in response to sin was cast out of the garden. And then while in the garden before being cast out, God said, due to your sin, you can't stay here. But I've got good news for you. There is going to be a solution to the dilemma that sin has created for you and for all of mankind ever since. And that is going to involve the sacrifice, the sacrifice that will cover over your sin, the sacrifice that will destroy your enemy, Satan. He's been promising it all through the scriptures, beginning in Genesis 3 and then all the way through the prophets, the remainder of the Old Testament. The Old Testament explains to us what God is like. It explains to us his decrees. He explains to us what righteousness is and what sin is all about. And it explains to us the consequences of sin and rebellion in the human condition. The Old Testament, in explaining all of that to us, leaves us no other alternative than to recognize that we are sinners and separated from God. Even in the Old Testament, it said there are none righteous. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That message was driven home in the old. It is the bad news that the good news of the gospel was given to us to solve. Notice how God puts it in the New Testament in Galatians chapter 3, verses 21 to 24. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law could have given them life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scriptures imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. This good news was promised throughout the Old Testament. The Old Testament laws revealing to us the righteous nature and holy nature of God and our unrighteous nature were schooling us. They were teaching us. They were a guardian for us, preparing our hearts to be ready for the good news of what God would do about our sin. Well, join me tomorrow, next time, as we continue to unfold these very important verses and understand more of this gospel that Paul and you and I have been set apart to proclaim. God bless.